Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. On today's episode, we'll talk about our travels through Florida and our adventures around Key West. Welcome back to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. For new listeners, just to kind of give you a little update, uh, we've been traveling full-time in our compact travel trailer since April of 2019 with our dog Sammy, although we are going to be en route to picking up our other dog, Pippi, which is, she's in South Dakota right now. At my parents' place. Uh, And for those of you who don't know who we are, I'm Amy, and this is Jake Karras, and we got married last year in South Dakota. We quit our jobs um, beginning of April and... Sold our house and uh, started... Debt-free. Debt-free, and And that's our big thing, is just doing everything debt-free. We began this journey with a through-hike attempt that really turned into a section hike. Um, We did about 80 miles on the Appalachian Trail. In Georgia. In Georgia. Uh, We started down on the the southernmost part and found out it through-hiking really isn't our thing. We love backpacking, love going on trips, four- or five-day trips, but the monotony of doing it every single day just really wasn't our cup of tea. Um... But, but we still enjoyed it. We're in touch with many people that are still on the trail and, you know, trying to support them any way that we can. Uh, so after that, we kind of toured the East Coast a little bit, kind of going up to Williamsburg and Charleston and made our way down to L.A., uh, lower Alabama, to visit some family and kind of check out the, the Gulf Coast area. Yeah, so from there, from lower Alabama, we then... Uh or making our way over to Key West. And that was about a 15 um, hour journey. And it was um, pretty uneventful. Luckily, we didn't have any issues with the trailer or the vehicle or anything like that. Because of course, we had just made some updates um, and kind of improved it a little bit and kind of made it ours. And so that was nice to be able to, um, you know, have it more personalized and, and whatnot as we started out. And then, um, our first night, so 15-hour drive, we kind of broke it up in about six-hour days. And that was one of the things with having a camper trailer that we wanted to be able to do. Usually when we go on road trips, we're, we're marathoning. We want to get to that location, hit the ski hill, or go on that hike, or do whatever it is. But really, we're trying to change our mindset, which, not going to lie, it's a little difficult. Really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of slowing down and kind of taking it in stride. Um, we don't have to do those eight hour lags anymore. Mm-hmm. We can do three hours and stop, find a cool spot and go hang out. Yeah. And so since we, um, when we've been in Alabama, their tax on groceries is extremely high compared to Florida. So part of that first day of driving was stopping at Sam's club and Walmart and, and grabbing our groceries and some supplies that we needed for the trailer and Key West for that trip. And so that kind of took up time. And then we were going to also go, um, to the location where we bought our trailer because we had like this gift card with them by the time we got there they weren't closed so we still have the gift card and we'll be there at some point but um like for their shop or whatever they had um they gave us one it's like a thank you for purchasing but anyway I digress um so that first night you know besides the shopping if we even got groceries we ended up um just driving down to Potts Preserve 
which is a free campsite, which is awesome, but it's in a wildlife preserve. It's 800 or excuse me, 8,500 acres. It's a park that is part of the Southwest Florida water, water management district conservation lands. And it was really gorgeous. I, I really enjoyed it. We woke up to a gorgeous morning, even though the night before it was absolutely downpouring. We could barely see as we were driving down the gravel road, but luckily the road was graveled and it was actually in pretty good condition. There wasn't like huge ruts or anything like that. So we didn't have an issue getting into our campsite. And then the, it was an equestrian site and we did post a video on our YouTube if you wanted to see more about that, but it was beautiful. I really liked it. And then we ended up as we were driving out, we saw um, these birds and like the mom and dad and baby and some other wildlife. So it was really cool, but I don't know. I was pretty stoked. It was free. And as we're traveling, our whole goal is to actually stay at free campsites and, um, have that lodging be as minimal as possible. So even if like it's a national forest campsite, you know, it's like what, seven, 10 bucks a night, you know, so that's affordable as well versus, you know, the ones that are like 60 or 70 bucks a night. So I was pretty happy with that. And we found that on freecampsites.net and we do reviews on where we stay on there with video and pictures. And so to try to add to that resource, cause that's so far the best website we found that has a ton of sites on there. And then we've actually submitted new sites that we found because there's a lot of sites or campsites that aren't even listed on there. And so it's hard when you're really trying to live economically to get creative with the wildlife management areas and the national forests and, you know, besides just staying at like a Walmart um, parking lot. And then also... And even they're cracking down a lot more just from reading on different blog posts and social media forums. They're really trying to crack down on people staying um, in the Walmart parking lots or the... Crack... Crane barrel. No. Crackle barrel. The restaurant. Yeah, yeah the restaurant. <laughs> um, but something that we found was interesting as we were traveling through these different states is we kept on looking at the rest, the roadside restrooms to see if they had like signs that said no overnight parking. And um, we found most of them said no versus even, I don't remember years ago, people would always stay over there. Or there was rules of how many hours you can stay there. And so that's um, actually what we'll do if we're doing like a big cross-country road trip and we had to get there quickly you know just to like rest your eyes for a few hours you know and I know a lot of truckers do that so I think a lot of the states it's like a six hour like no longer than six hours or in some states you can't even do any like park longer than like an hour or something which I found was interesting but yeah so on our way down to Key West our second night um, so essentially we went from the panhandle portion of it drove across there and then headed straight south down towards Key West and kind of going through the swamp. So our second night, we were in the swamp. Um, this was my first time, like, with any gator encounters. I don't – I never saw them, you know. We saw a couple of their heads, you know, popping up out of the water. But uh, other than that, that was my first time. You know, we're used to, you know, being – cautious about bears but seeing signs for you know do not feed the gators is pretty interesting well and there were signs like everywhere so you really like oh geez and sammy is not that big of a dog i mean he's what 38 pounds and so and he, he fears nothing eaten. yeah he would probably go try to look at space so we definitely want had kept him on a leash just to be cautious yeah so we stayed at the big cypress national preserve um and this is just north of the gator alley um, and through the Everglades National Park, just north of it. 
but thank goodness we had AC because uh, we were literally both melting. Uh, we thought we climatized in lower Alabama, but honestly, it was just, it was very warm, humid. We're not used to it. We love our, our four seasons, um, <laughs> having the summer be a little bit shorter. Well, um, and I think the last time we did our podcast, we talked about, we thought maybe our trailer doors were leaking because we had, uh, like had torrential rained and we ended up getting, um, told by the forest rangers that we weren't in the right spot because there was a campground and it was like minimal. I think they were just like developing it, but there wasn't any signage anywhere. So we thought we could stay there because it had hookups and stuff. Not that we we're using the hookups, but you know, we we're just parking there. And they're like, Hey, like, you can't, you know, stay here. And so anyway, we ended up leaving and we think because it had torrential rained and then like maybe the sheets or whatever got outside the door as we were opening it and it was still raining that it just like ran down the door and like got the sheets wet because we've been through a lot of rainstorms since then and haven't had any issues with anything getting wet which we're very thankful for so yeah. just a follow-up from that we were very glad nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so kind of going through gator alley on you know the kind of the main drag there through the swamps um we saw you know Amy saw a couple gators. I didn't see one at this point in time. Um, of course, when I was leaving, and then I finally saw a bunch of gators. I'm like, Amy, hey, did you see that? And it was so <laughs> it was kind of fun to be able to actually see uh, some gators. Um, but we did want to do an airboat tour. Highly recommend it. Um, but it was honestly too hot to leave Sammy in the car. Um, so this is just, and it would be way too loud for him because uh, you have you have to wear your muffs, even though he is a water dog and loves you know, everything, um, yeah, being engine. part of us and just being part of that engine. Amy, you've been on one before, didn't you? Yeah. I've been to one when I was in Orlando for a work trip a few years ago and it was so cool. It was awesome. And Jake had realized he's like, one of the things we should splurge and spend the money on is doing an airboat tour. I'm like, I know if it wasn't so hot, we could leave Sammy in the, cause I think they're just like an hour and we could have left Sammy in the car, had the windows down and went all the way down, but you know, down the safe amount. And we could have gone and been fine, but it was so hot. We couldn't do it, but we can't take him on there either because one, if he did try to get off, you know, he would absolutely get eaten by gators. But then also it's so loud. They actually make you wear these head um, phone things. Like if you're shooting a gun, like those sort of um, headphones and they actually have like speakers. And so the guy that's giving you the tour or the person that's giving you the tour, you can actually hear them talking. Um, otherwise it's so loud. Of course, Sammy would damage his hearing, um, in, you know, and I don't think they allow dogs anyway, but one of the things we learned from our trip is that traveling with a dog when it's hot is just a whole other ball game. And we'll talk about that, um, a little bit further in our podcast. But anyway, so we ended up on the third day arriving, um, in the late afternoon, we did really enjoy our drive down highway one, um, through the different keys and it reminded me of the beach boy song, uh, Key Largo. Montego, baby, why don't we go? And of course I had to call my mom up and sing the song to her. And it just, it was really fun to be in a spot that, you know, um, you've heard about so many times and actually see it. And, um, I actually am in the process of writing a blog about like the history of Key West and, uh, some of the things we learned while we were there, cause it is very rich in history and like military history, as well as just like the locals and what they've done and the people who helped settle that area. But also, um, one of the things we noticed was like all the different types of shrubs and stuff on the side of the highway as you go down and it's a really narrow road or highway. 
And it just was like, well, were these planted there? Are they native? Like, does it help maintain the highway during hurricanes? And so um, I'm actually in the process of doing some research to kind of learn more about that because, you know, as we're traveling and looking all over, or not looking all over, but as we're traveling and seeing all these things that are so different and new to us, we're trying to share um, some of the things we learn to not only educate ourselves, but other people that are interested in learning more about these areas that maybe they haven't had an opportunity to go to. So that post will be up, um, probably next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some other things of, you know, just being able to identify how to travel with a dog, you know, on a budget, um, because kenneling a dog, super expensive and where to be able to put them when it's super hot out and everything like that. It, it is very difficult we are learning um but you know it, it's just you got to work with it and you know key west was very a dog friendly area because they know it's hot the typical tour season is really from november to the beginning of may and that is because it's not so bloody hot <laughs> well and the thing with that is you know it's not that kenneling a dog is super expensive it's you know, we actually didn't end up looking to kennel Sammy when we were there because I didn't feel comfortable leaving him there because there wasn't even that many kennels. There wasn't very many reviews. And I'm like, what if something happens to him? And, you know, that's where your dogs get sick is when you take him to the kennel. So I was just like, oh, I just don't want to deal with that. And we'll just, you know, we'll just keep him and just do things that are dog friendly. So the blog post that I'm writing is actually how to travel um, in Key West on a budget, you know, with a dog or with your pets. And so, um, you know, Jake touched on it was so hot. I had never experienced heat like that heat. And it's just, even you get out of the shower. I mean, one, I took a cool shower because it was so hot. And then as soon as you turn the water off, you're instantly covered in sweat. And even if you dry yourself, you're still sweaty. It was just the, you know, and so we actually ended up spending more time in our trailer than we initially would have figured out because it was just so hot. So for those who are planning their trip to Key West, really stay within their tourist season if you're going to be in your camper or RV because it's not, it is not fun, like, just being outside. Like, and then we didn't want to leave Sammy in the trailer in case anything happened to our AC, or our AC unit. Like, he would have died in like 10 minutes and they say that that's a horrible way to go is you know because it happens every year that pets die in the being left in the vehicle and kids you know so we didn't want to risk I was very worried about that so <laughs> little Sammy um was a little trooper we worked on him with his um walking down the street and did really good with walking and um everyone was really friendly to him and uh he didn't have any issues so I was glad yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of really during the summer months is really their off season. So mm -hmm. if you are traveling down there, you can get accommodations for a lot less. Um, then just there's a reason that it's less. Because it, <laughs> is, because it is so warm. Um, but, you know, that is worth one thing to say. If you are traveling with dogs and you do have a good space or, you know, this is our first time traveling and utilizing our AC in our camper trailer. And, you know, we... Just you, we don't want to have any fail safes or anything like like that, and that's one of the main reasons why we didn't want to leave him um, in there while we were out, kind of doing some touristy type of stuff. But if you are able to do a condo in the off season with the AC on, it'd be perfectly awesome to be able to leave him there. Uh, overall, the town is really friendly. Um, don't 
yeah, super dog friendly <laughs> and, and the people are friendly as too. Um, you know, from the restaurants and the streets, uh, we were able to find a couple different dog parks. Uh, he was able to swim in the ocean for the first time. Uh, so there's a cute little, uh, dog beach. that's about 20 feet wide and right now, right next to a restaurant. So I was able to chuck the ball out for him. And he looked so cute cause he had never swam in waves before. And he looked like a little drowned rat. <laughs> Because the waves would hit him in the face and he'd run back with his ball and he was so happy. Uh, I think Jake's going to post a video of it up on uh, YouTube as well, but it was really cute. <laughs> they have their own little water and everything like that. So um, there are, so that is one of the dog parks that is on the island. Um, they can't go on the main beaches just because they, they kind of reserve that for regular people um, as well. But there is tons of different affordable free stuff to do. Well, and I islands. did a lot of, re like, once we were there, because we didn't know going in, like, how hot it was going to be. Well, we looked at the weather. Yeah, we looked at the weather, and it was supposed to be, you know... Mid to low 80s. Mid to low 80s, and then with that, we didn't keep an account of the, the real feel of, you know, with the humidity, you know, being the real feel. It really feels like 95. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was... So, that was... It really changed, like, kind of our plan. And if we would have known it would have been that hot, we probably wouldn't have gone at that time of year just because of, you know, Sammy. Or if we had Pippi with us, too, we wouldn't have gone at that time. We would have gone at a different time where you wouldn't have to worry about your dogs. So, anyway, live and learn. But um, we ended up finding so many great things to do that was very, very affordable. Um, and I talked a little bit earlier about the kind of the history of the area. So, they have um, one of the lighthouses there that you can go tour. And they have a museum. And it's like the oldest lighthouse, um, I think it's some historical facts. I'll, again, I'll put it in the blog, um, but a really cool lighthouse. And they have the Hemingway house that of course, Ernest Hemingway, the, um, author, poet, poetry guy. Um, I'm not into poetry, but he's a big guy, big deal. Um, his house and it's still original. And then they actually have surprisingly a lot of the original architecture from when it was built, um, from the first people that lived there. Yeah, and that's part of the walking tours and in downtown Key West and Key West in general. You can literally walk everywhere. Uh, parking, you know, is somewhat of a challenge. You go a couple blocks off the main drag, you can find some free parking. Um, but there's tons of different things that you can be able to do, learn about the history, definitely stop at the uh, the tourist uh, center to kind of get some different brochures, kind of cruise through those so you can be able to see what is free in the area, what to do. Um, you know, from going to Fort Zachary, that was really affordable that we could bring Sammy to. He couldn't go into the fort, but he could go on the walking paths around there. And That's... there's all hiking paths and things like that. And the thing that with like the parking, that was a challenge because we thought, oh, we could, you know, just like park our, because it's like a small church and like 13 feet long, like on the street and we could just move it, you know, every few days or something, you know, then we wouldn't have to like get a, um, spot at a can a trailer or a, excuse me an RV park it was like with all oh, this will be great, yeah no that it's such a small island like there's not even enough parking for all the tourists that come, and so they're extremely strict on their parking rules and like you can only even leave your car and it only can be a vehicle nothing can be attached to it, um it can be for three days consecutive days and then you have to move it and I actually called the city and asked because there was so much mixed information online. And that's the biggest thing that I would recommend for people that are traveling or looking for doing um, things like 
kind of untraditionally, you know, as in really cost effective. If you have a question, just call the place. Most people are super friendly, especially when you're talking with like the forest places, these wildlife preserves, um, you know, really, and just call and ask and they're willing to help because, you know, they really want um, people to enjoy the things that they're trying to help and maintain. And, you know, people at Key West, you know, they live on their tourism, you know, that is how they're able to survive, you know, and with, they want to encourage people to come and to make it as easy as possible. And actually having the rules with the streets is actually really important because you go down to the historic area. It's beautiful, really interesting architecture and in the the, how they have the shutters on all the windows over the houses and not just for protection from storms, but shielding from the sun. But they have um, on the streets and the parking areas, it says, you know, resident parking. And that makes it nice for people that live there versus never having that. You would never be able to park there regularly if you were a resident without having the, those parking things. So even though it was frustrating, it actually was fine. And I appreciated them trying to make things as organized as possible as a city. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's tons of different stuff that you can do, whether you want to do a jet skiing tour, snorkeling tours, um, sup boards, stand up paddle boards. Yeah. I mean, there's everything that you could literally do there. So whatever you, you like to do and what your passion is, you could really kind of find what it is and whatever you want to spend, you know, like we were deciding how much we wanted to spend, um, to do like on a sightseeing activity. And then everyone was saying, like everybody, whether it was the locals or people that have been there before, uh, they're like, we have to do the Dry Tortugas, which is a national park that is, what, 70 miles east? Is it east? Yeah, of- but 70 miles east of Key West. Um, and there's only a couple different ways they can go there. You can either do it through the, the national park. Uh, they actually have their own ferry that takes you out there. Um, or you can do it via plane a water plane over there or you can go via private uh charter as well so that was one of the cool things but everyone really highly recommended it it's one of the more expensive parks to get into um but one of the th- it does include your ferry ride your two meals pretty much from 8 a.m to 5 30 p.m you're with them uh it was about 180 dollars but that also does include the national park entrance fee as well which was 15 dollars, which is standard yeah, which is standard. So when you break it down cost per hour, I think it'd definitely be worth it. Um, no idea when we're going to get back there, but... Yeah, because on our bucket list is to do all the national parks. And we actually, on the last day, were like, okay, let's really try to go. And then we asked, we're like, oh, no, they're booked out for a month. So if you go, <laughs> um, just know that during the tourist season, those uh, the ferries, it, you, like, good luck getting there if you don't plan ahead and actually book your reservation at least a month ahead of time. Yeah, so there's one thing that uh, we're going to be getting once we hit our first national park is to get the national park pass for $80. And this pass is honored at sites managed by the the Forest Service, National Park Service, Fish and Wildlife Service, Bureau of Land Management, Bureau of uh, Reclamation, and U.S. Army Corps of Engineer um, lands and properties. So it's one of those things that it's definitely worth investment on there when you're going there to be able to camp. You don't have to get the initial registration fee on there well and i got the pass a couple years ago and since then your daily vehicle rate to even get into the national park has gone up so i think at that point a couple years ago if i had gone to like three national parks it would have paid for the 80 dollars. now it's like less than that 
I mean, so it's really beneficial if you're going to go and it's a part it's supporting, you know, all these lands that are being protected by the government and to be able to uh, support that. And then the people that work there, because, um, you know, it's, it's something that we love to be able to do and we want to definitely support them, them as well. And then also um, I learned when I went to Sequoia National Park, um, if you have a, a one of the passes, you actually did get discounted discounts on camping there. So. Um, and I don't know if they do that at all the parks. I, I don't know. I don't think they do. So you always check though, because, um, always read the instructions on the check-in board because I've been able to get some discounts that way. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, some other things about Key West, you know, we can't go without Key West without about talking about their food, their drink specials, but especially the key lime pie. That was- so good that was one of the things i was looking most forward to um one because i've never seen a key lime tree um and it's actually kind of a bush that produces these small little limes but then actually trying key lime pie in key west florida well and we did we ended up trying two we went to two different places and there were totally different styles of key lime one was the Key Lime Pie Company, and they actually were on um, the show, show The Profit. So they are in partnership with Mark. What's his name, Mark? Lamonis. Yeah, who, uh, he's so great. I love his show. But anyway, um, so that was fun. And like it was more of like a frozen custard with a very thin, very, very thin crust of like the graham cracker crust. But it was very good. And you could also get it in like the extra tart flavor. Yeah. So the, and then the other place that we went to was Kermit's, um, which was right down near the, near the end of the pier. Um, definitely highly recommend them. And, and what I've learned about, uh, key lime pies, you know, everyone has a preference for the crust, the filling and everything like that. So in search for the perfect pie, I think it's next to impossible because it really kind of depends on what your personal preference is. Well, I really like the Kermit one because I like a little more crust, like then like super thin. And so they had like a little more than thin ground cracker crust. And then just like a, it was a traditional key lime pie. So it was very good. And uh, we were going to, as we were driving out and leaving, um, we were in Key Largo and there was a place that we drove past on our way down that we're like, okay, well on the way back, we'll get a piece. And then like, we were just not paying attention and we missed it. And we're like, ah. So we missed it on the way back, but. But with, uh, on, on kind of the, the pie and dessert and food front, um, a lot of places do have some awesome happy hour, um, specials for food and for drink specials. Um, you know, so if you're on, on a budget, you know, we pretty much only ate two meals a day. We ate like a, a breakfast, uh, which I missed out on my coffee many mornings cause it was super warm. Um, but then just kind of a early dinner happy hour type thing. Uh, just because it's so warm, we really weren't a whole too hungry. But uh, overall, we had an awesome time there. I mean, it was a, a great place, um, family-friendly, pet-friendly to a certain extent. Um, yeah, and I would say in regards to, like, the food and, like, the drinks is I – because I went um, and just, like, did a, a walk, like, probably down – it was down Duval Street all the way down, like, where you can't walk anymore. And then I went to the Sunset Bar. 
and got like a picture. It was really, I really enjoyed the walk. And on the way, like I talked to these different people at these kiosks. And one of the things that you can do if you want to just don't get sucked in because it's essentially a timeshare thing, even though they say it's not a timeshare thing, it's a timeshare thing. Um, but if you go, you have to go for like 90 minutes and then you get like a free tourist attraction thing. And we were thinking about doing it, but then we're like, well, what do we do with Sammy? Cause we, unfortunately with us, like we, um, um, you know, they wouldn't let him come in. And then what do we do on, on the event? But we could have done like an hour. Uh, it would have been, I think a 90 minute, um, jet ski tour, or we could have gone snorkeling. So you can kind of pick your excursion, um, in lieu of this like 90 minute talk and you don't have to buy anything. You can just go and do that. So, uh, just another idea if you want to, um, have a free, uh, excursion event to do. But, um, and then like, like Jake said about the happy hours, um, we ended up like saving a ton, but not all happy hours are the same. And we actually went to one and we thought it was 50% off their happy hour price. And it was like, no, it's like their regular price. It's just what food they have on happy hour. There's no discount. So we're like, well, then why are we here? So we actually got up and like, we're sorry. We, you know, misread your, your menu. And then we went to another place and we spent what, $15 and got like four little side, like little sides. And it was like a meal. It was really good too and really fresh. And Yeah. And another thing is always ask the locals. Um, whenever you get there, kind of get settled in. You know, talk with some of the locals that you're that you're comfortable talking with. And many times they're going to point you in the right direction. Um, I always like to go wherever the locals go. So that that is one big thing that I would say is ask the locals where 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 they would go. You know, where they go when they're done with work. And yeah, and the, then they'll steer you in the right direction. Well, yeah, and so we ended up, we said we did kind of a walking tour. They have plaques all over the city, and they just tell us maybe four or five sentences, maybe a full paragraph, depending on the history of the building. And they tell you about the history of why this is significant, because a lot of them are in like the historical national, national landmark, I think is what it is. And like one of them, we went to, um, the turtle crawl which is a bar which used to be like this cannery and they have uh turtle crawl competitions and so like that was fun and we got to learn more about um what the factory like used to be before turtles were protected yeah so So, uh, there's tons and tons of different stuff they can do for free that's really kind of the the bottom line (laughs) uh, (laughs) of what we can do um but and then and then where we stayed, we stayed at Leo's campground, which was on um, Stock Island, which is like right before the bridge to get into Key West. So it was super easy to get around. And essentially like the two affordable, like economical, quote unquote, economical campgrounds is either Leo's campgrounds or Boyd's. Well, we drove around a little bit on Stock Island to like look around and kind of see what it's like for people that live there. And... I felt pretty safe, like at Leo's, it was um, just a block off the main, you know, Highway 1, and it, you know, didn't feel sketchy at all, like it it didn't feel like there was, you know, an unsafe area. Well, then we drove down to this restaurant that everyone said that we had to go to, which was Hogfish, it was very, very good, which was like right on the ocean, and like you could actually bring your catch of the day. Yeah, it's right where the fishermen kind of go out for, you know, catching fish for all the restaurants and the and the area and that's kind of where they it's like the working man's pier yep 
And on the way there is Boyd's campground. And everyone says that Boyd's is really nice. Um, it's like a nicer campground. And it does have more mature palm trees and like more shrubs and, you know, kind of for that shade. And it is right by the ocean. Um, and so people that are like camping, you could have a really nice view. Um, but when we drove past it, I didn't feel like I would have felt comfortable staying there because it's kind of in a sketchy area. Um, is what it felt like. Now, it could be really safe. We didn't look up the crime stats in that area, but it just didn't feel that safe. And both of them are pretty close to the same price. Um, we called both. Boyd's was just full for when we were there. But, um, um, you know, there's pros and cons to every place. You know, I like Leo's. I didn't feel like the bathroom. I know for sure the bathroom was not clean except for the first day we were there. And so that, um, you know, was the only thing that I wasn't thrilled about. But other than that, like, it was well-kept, and the people were nice, and it was clean, and... Yeah. So, so. you know, pros and cons to everything. Yeah, so really just kind of do your research before you head out on a excursion. And this was kind of last-minute excursion that we're doing, and uh, really our, our next steps, we're going to be heading up to Kentucky. Uh, I'm a huge bourbon lover and uh, want to kind of check out that area, and really never been to Kentucky, and so that's where we're heading Heading up to next. The rolling hills of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll see some Kentucky bluegrass. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So until then. Next time. Cheers, guys. To support our journey or buy us a beer while we're traveling, you can do so now. Go to our website at www.unnamedadventures.com and scroll down to the button that says support our journey or if you just want to give us a shout out you can do so on all social media platforms